Hello, and welcome to another short box. I am Zekthar, and this month we will be talking about those sneaky characters known as assassins. Since the beginning of sentient life, there has always been a shadowy figure in the night, lurking in the dark with a knife ready to strike. Throughout history, they have gone by many names, hitmen, butchers, and killers, but the most common is assassin. The basic use of assassins in any empire is to remove unwanted units or single enemies, usually leaders, through stealth and murder. While some species have schools to teach its skills, such as the Imperium of Man's three main temples, the Calidus, Calexus, and Vindicar, others have built whole societies around it, such as the Drukhari. And then you have some species where it just comes naturally to a select few, such as the Commandos of the Orcs, or the Lictors of the Tyranids. This week, we will be talking about the greatest killer humanity has ever birthed, Sly Marbo. It is said that Sly Marbo is so deadly that when he threw a grenade, it killed five orcs. And then, it exploded. Yes, Sly Marbo's legend has grown so great that he has the same esteem as Terran 42's actor Chuck Norris. And the sayings go hand in hand, like, Sly Marbo walked down the street with an erection. There were no survivors. Sly Marbo does not own a stove, oven, or microwave, because revenge is a dish best served cold. Sly Marbo does not sleep, he waits. When Sly Marbo looks in a mirror, the mirror shatters, because not even glass is dumb enough to get in between Sly Marbo and Sly Marbo. And finally, Rabute Gilliman keeps an inspirational pict of Sly Marbo with him at all times. Yet jokes aside, Sly Marbo is truly one for the history books. But before we can get into him and how awesome he is, one must look at his brethren, the Katashin warriors. The Katashin jungle fighters are members of the Imperial Guard that have been recruited from the death world of Katashan. They have a well-deserved reputation of being the deadliest practitioners of jungle warfare in the galaxy. Their homeworld, Katashan, is a jungle death world where natural selection ensures only the most deadly flora and fauna survives. Extremely resourceful and uncompromising warriors, the natives of Katashan, Recruited into the Imperial Guard are deadly melee fighters with their specialized close combat blades. In jungle terrain, they are unsurpassed by nearly any other mortal soldiers of the Imperium, with each Katashin fighter being worth 10 soldiers from any other regiment. Skills learned in the jungles of Katashan are easily adapted to other war zones. Indeed, the Katashans believe that even the most suicidal of military engagements are as nothing compared to spending but one single day in the lethal jungles of their homeworld. This gung-ho enthusiasm is often mistaken for bravado by guardsmen from other regiments. The fact remains, however, that the Katashin jungle fighters are the most uncomplaining, determined, and valorous soldiers of the Astra Militarum, whether assigned to basic garrison duties or a hopeless assault upon impregnable fortresses. Now you may ask, how does Marbo differ from such an elite fighting force? Well, I'll tell you. Sly Marbo sometimes is called the one-man army. He's one of the most decorated members of the Austria Militarum in imperial history and is part of the Katashin jungle fighters. Katashin devils. The closest thing the jungle fighters have to an elite stormtroopers used by other regiments. He's known to possess unparalleled military skills, including the ability to handle a sniper rifle, like a Vindicar assassin and survival and ambush skills that rival those of any member of the Adeptus Astartes. You know, the big beefy space marines. It is not known whether or not the name Sly is an earned name, as per Katashian traditions, 
or his actual given one. A natural-born survivor in a veritable one-man army, he's the ultimate soldier and possesses skills that surpass any of the Imperium's highly trained operatives, like the assassins in the Ordo Assassatorium. Despite his unparalleled abilities, his commanders inwardly feel there is something deeply wrong with the boy. Mysterious and distant, little is known of Marbo's origins, and most of what's told remains rumor and speculation. Only Colonel Trotman, Marbo's mentor and original commanding officer, knows the details of his past. It is said that he was one of ten brothers who were inducted into the Katashin 12th Regiment, and that during fighting against Wog or Gok on Reza, all were killed. However, tales abound of a lone guardsman returning two solar weeks later with the head of the orc warlord, a single bullet hole clearly visible between the Grinskin's eyes. Marble gained further renown as one of the few survivors who fought during the Dark Eldar incursion of Galabad. The small garrison of guardsmen stationed on the planet were greatly outnumbered by the vast Xenos horde and were eventually overrun by the vile aliens. Many imperial historians recount the horrific details of long, dark nights of torture in which the Katashin prisoners were dismembered while the witches and mandrakes bathed in the blood of their victims. It was Colonel Trapman who led the rescue force that eventually found Sly Marbo standing alone and armed only with a knife, covered from head to toe in alien blood. Marble was surrounded by destroyed vehicles, piles of alien bodies, and a dark Eldar Archon's head impaled on a spike behind him. The myth of Guardsman Marbo has become legendary amongst the Katashin jungle fighter regiments, although the tradition of exaggeration is equally well known. On Pardis, it is said that Marbo destroyed an enemy armored convoy by booby trapping an entire ravine. While in Sask's world, he captured a command post single-handedly, slaying the alien leader and all of its vile tentacle bodyguards with his bare hands and a ration tin. When the forces of the orc warboss Killscar invaded and conquered the mining planet of Dulmalin, Marbo and the rest of the Katashin II were tasked with sabotaging the orc war effort. After the main army comprised of Sylvian dragoons were slaughtered en route to the planetary capital, Katashin leader Colonel Iron Hand Strachan began a solar months-long war of sabotage and guerrilla warfare. But you folks remember that when we covered Snickrot, right? Marble himself was hand-picked by the colonel to infiltrate a group of deranged cultists, survivors of the orc assault, who had begun to worship them as gods. Marble slaughtered any in his path and learned of the enemy's plans, which opened up a way for the Katashin assault. In battle against the orcs, Marbo would often appear out of nowhere, slaying the Greenskins at the most critical of moments. Gun emplacements, warriors, and orc leaders all were killed before they could even fully react. When Kill's car was finally defeated by Strachan in personal combat, it was Marbo who carried the colonel's broken body from the field of battle. Now, I must mention for those who listened to my first mini-vox about Snickrot, there is no record of Snickrot and Marbo ever meeting each other in combat. To have two such great assassins on the battlefield and not to meet is strange. Yet it makes sense when you think about it. I mean, I wonder what would happen if those two actually met. My money is on Snickrot. If they were to come face to face with no weapons, but you had a blade in there, I think you got something that's a little bit more interesting. Regardless, in the Third War of Armageddon, Sly Marbo once more waged his one-man war against the orcs. Yet again, he never met up with Snickrot. 
Another unusual thing. But I digress. His skills and experience often led him being dispatched in Armageddon's industrial wastelands alone, where he triumphed in battle against entire greenskin companies, a task that usually requires the skills of a dozen or so elite assassins from the Ordos Assassatorum. On Nordasa, Murbo was able to destroy a demonic Bane Lord-class titan. The details of how he managed to achieve this feat were later placed under seal, with even the report in his personal file becoming classified. Actually, how he did such a thing is quite interesting. He used a ration tin, one steak knife, three bobby pins, and a single gallon of promethium. Each piece of the metal you see was carefully coated in the volatile gas and placed in key electrical motherboards in the Titan. Then using the last piece of metal, which if I recall right was the steak knife, was slipped into the firing pin on the Titan's main gun. The rest of the gallon was simply placed in the ammo chamber. When they started up the Titan, all the wiring short-circuited on his metal pieces and immediately started small fires, causing all the wiring to burn and go haywire. Thinking they were under attack, the Titan loaded up its gun, and then kaboom! <laughs> no more Titan. <clears throat> Yet I digress. During the Black Crusade in 999.m41, entire chaos encampments were discovered empty, their inhabitants slaughtered by headshots, fired by an unseen assailant and well-placed explosives. The remainder having fled in utter fear for their lives. The discovery of the corpses of the heretic Astartes added to what was becoming a mystery for the Imperial forces. While on the ground, increasingly fearful local guardsmen began to flood the Austro Militarum service newspaper, the regimental standard, with reports of other strange events and unexplained sightings. When the regimental standard staff investigated the reports, they at first believed that it might be the work of some loyalist space marines who were covertly operating in the area. Following a classified investigation, however, it was revealed that this had actually been done by the work of none other than Sly Marbo. However, all reports and records of his actions were soon placed under seal by the order of the Katashin High Command. If half the stories about Marbo's exploits were true, then he would have a collection of medals that would rival an Imperial War Master. Though he's known to have been awarded the Star of Terra, the highest Imperial award for valor, multiple times for his legendary exploits. Whatever the truth, it is without doubt that Marbo is a man who has been through hell and back too many times to remain completely sane. The blood and death he has witnessed have warped Marbo to a point where he can only function with a blade in his hand. His eyes are empty when he isn't stalking the foe, his actions lackluster unless he's carving his name to an enemy's chest. Between missions, Marbo never shows any emotions, other than a mix of sadness and brooding, appearing like a hulking machine running on low power, saving his energy for the fight to come. Marbo is a loner who sticks to the darkness at all times, even when he's receiving orders at friendly outposts. Few have seen his face, and none have heard him speak. He is utterly silent, and acknowledges orders, with but a slight nod before vanishing once more to hunt the enemy. His fellow jungle fighters compare him to a small orc in size, his sheer bulk almost inhuman, his eyes cold and distant, until he is on the hunt. Then they turn into a raptor gaze, tracking his next kill. He is the apex predator in an environment while on the prowl, his eyes flashing in all directions for victims of his blades, his ears perked for ambush, even his skin sensing the air as he pads silently through the dark terrain. As a man, 
who always works alone. Sly Marbo only uses what he can carry with him. Marbo travels relatively light, as he is incredibly adept at using the entire battlefield as a lethal weapon. Marbo doesn't rely on the relics and gadgets of the dark age of technology to get the job done, as he's eliminated targets without number with just his ripper pistol and venom blade and his bare hands. Marbo is a patient hunter. He waits in ambush until his quarry is in sight before killing it with contemptuous ease. He is a master at blending into his surroundings and covering any trace of his whereabouts so that the enemy has no idea from where the attack is coming. Having slit the throats of his foes, he melts back into the shadows and stealthily moves to another vantage point. In this way, he throws the enemy army into utter disarray as they frantically try to locate the killer in their midst. In most cases, Marbo's actions are not even initially noticed. That is until entire patrols go missing. Supply depots are destroyed, and command bunkers are discovered filled with corpses. In battle, it is said that fighting Marbo is like fighting a shadow. Enemy commanders have sworn that such attacks cannot be the result of a single man, and that an entire army must have ambushed them. His skills are such that it is said during the Octavius War, Marbo hunted Tyranid lictors for sport. If this is true, Marbo gives no sign. He simply stares vacantly into space until given his next assignment by his superiors. Marbo's fellow jungle fighters are well aware of his superlative skills at stealth and ambush and know that if Sly Marbo does not want to be seen or heard, he will not be. Sometimes not even by those who know he's around. Many Katashian jungle fighters hold Sly Marbo in very high regard as an exemplar of what it means to be Katashian. At times, Marvel will track a group of jungle fighters and aid them at critical junctures. Having the legendary Sly Marbo watching their backs is considered an honor by those he chooses to follow. Now, you may ask, where is Marbo these days? <laughs> Why, doing what he does best, of course. Killing the enemy and remaining unseen, even by the wary eye of this chronicler. <sighs> I hope you like this small look at the Imperium's greatest killer, but next week, we will be getting away from humanity and discussing a killer who has no peer. I speak of the vile mandrake, Kerdrak, the decapitator. If you enjoyed this tale, please subscribe, follow, comment, and like. And as always, <clears throat> until next time, this is Ekthar, signing off.